Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to a new edition of the Cardiac Corner. A long time since we've been around, but it's been a pleasure to come back. I want to bring on our new co-host for the rest of the year and possibly for the foreseeable future past this year, uh, Andrew Sutton. How are you doing today, Andrew? I'm doing good, man. How are you, Lee? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. Uh, glad to be back on the air with the Cardiac Corner and glad to have you on board. Damn, it feels good. It's been uh it's been well, 40 42 games since we've been able to talk, but I mean uh it's kind of kind of been a blessing. It's it's been nice to catch up with you, man. It'll be uh good to do this for the rest of the year with you. Definitely, man. It's going to be awesome. And uh we're sitting here at the All-Star break here. We've got uh had a, been amazing games here uh, so far this year. It's been a crazy season so far with both the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. A lot of surprise teams out there, you know, like the Islanders, who've been just absolutely chilling in the Eastern Conference uh, with the revamped uh, players they brought in, Halak, getting Tavares back this year. They've been a real big surprise for me. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I in the aspect of, of surprise teams, they are definitely number one on my list. I mean, they're first in their division. They brought in uh, – I knew they weren't fooling around at the start of the year, you know, trading for Halak. Uh, I mean, it was a fifth-round pick. That's all it cost him. Um, and they also brought in two very solid defensemen and Nick Letty, who had playoff experience, which is something the Islanders had lacked kind of on that blue uh, blue line. And they brought in who I think has been the most underrated defenseman this year, and Johnny Boychuk. Uh, I don't know how much this guy can do for this team, but he's he's speculated and he's told a couple people that he might go back to Boston at the end of the year. But I mean, if the Islanders can play it out with Johnny Boychuk, I mean, I would give him big money. He's been worth uh, every bang for their dollar this far this season. Definitely, definitely. That's been a big problem with the Islanders lately is their defense just hasn't been that good. And Boychuk has really stepped in and done great things out there for the blue line there. I mean, he's been killing my hurricanes all season when we play that on. Uh, So I'll be glad to see Boston if he does leave New York. Uh, Let's move on to the Western Conference uh, surprise team for me, definitely, is Nashville. Uh, Nashville, no one really saw Nashville being this good. I mean, mean, they got a great defense, and bringing in James Neal has really seemed to help them and give them the offensive power they needed. It really sparked them up. I feel um, the biggest the biggest thing that I find is you know they've get they've gotten a lot of talent out of guys who didn't expect to have big years. Uh, Philip Forsberg is my first uh, first star for them for sure. He has come in out of nowhere, 
and has dominated. And I mean, that's what they need. They need production out of their young guys. I mean, if you look at that core, they've got a pretty aging core. Um, speaking of aging core members that they brought in, you look at Mike Ribeiro and everything that he's done for this team. The guy's got almost four, he's got 40 points on the year. And I mean, it, it really surprises me. You know, he had a really last couple yeah the last couple of years have been really bad for him so i mean he's come in he's done his job superiorly well he's he's blended in right well on that power play unit um my biggest thing with nashville is goaltending uh when Rene got hurt here he's going to be out three to five weeks um they've kind of looked like the team of last year where they kind of relied on Rene, and i mean he is hands down the best goalie in the nhl at this point particularly this season um, and as soon as he got hurt, I, I noticed with Carter Hutton coming in that they they had a very they kind of looked down, you know. And I'm I'm upset about that, but at the same time, I feel like if Rene can bounce back healthy and and really battle like he was at the start of the year when they were 29 and nine, I mean this team is for real. They have a lot of depth. They have a great blue line. They have a great penalty kill. Um, just right now with Carter Hutton being in net, I, I really think you need uh, I think you need that decor to be a little bit better and not rely so much on goaltending. But when Rene comes back, Nashville is a competitor, and I would say they're my surprise pick. Definitely, definitely. And uh, speaking of goaltenders, a uh, surprise pick for me, a uh, team that I had you know, that made the playoffs last year and a team that I thought really could do it again this year uh, with their goaltending course in Minnesota. They've turned into the Philadelphia Flyers of goaltending as they've had about 16 goaltenders this year, it seems like. And now they've went and picked up Dan Kubnik, uh, who's been floated from team to team. Seems like he's been on every team in the league the past two seasons, much he's been traded. And that's definitely a team for me in Minnesota. You know, you have Darcy Cooper, who just came back from injury. Uh, you have Nick, who's there as well. Um, still has his name with Dylan, the, Josh Harding dealing with the multiple sclerosis, and he probably won't even be back this year. Uh, and I'd say that's definitely a team in the Western Conference that surprised me of being not that good this year. And as a, a guy who's from Saskatchewan in Canada, uh, and I grew up in the same uh, town as Josh Harding, I can tell you that he's really battling. I mean, he's made very big progression in his game. Um, he had a great outstanding season last year. Um, I feel like he played too much for his body to handle, which is unfortunate. I mean, he's a great guy. He's a stand-up guy. He does a lot for the Regina community. Um, the biggest thing that I found with, with the Wild is is they're not getting the production that they paid for. Uh, Thomas Vanek has nine goals on the year. Thomas Vanek should have close to at least 30 goals at this point. He's one of the greatest pure shooters, I think, but it just looks like he's off his game. Um, and as for goaltending, you're right, Darcy Kemper, another Regina product. Uh, they really like the Regina goaltenders down there. Uh, he's a great guy. I mean, he's a great goaltender. He had a great playoff run last year with Minnesota. He had the best GAA for them throughout the year. And, I mean, I really feel bad for Backstrom because, I mean, I always thought Backstrom was an elite goaltender, um, and he – and he played to that skill. Just injuries have riddled his career, and it's unfortunate to see a guy go down like that. I mean, Nick Backstrom, again, was one of my favorite goalies, so I'm I'm upset to see him go down the way he is. But, uh, yeah, the, the trade for Devin Dubnik, this guy's a traveling soldier. This guy's been everywhere. I mean, in Canada, he's very recognized for being the Oilers goaltender uh, for years down here. He was a first-round pick, and, I mean, they really expected big things out of him, and it never really panned out. Uh, they sent him to Montreal. Montreal sent him down to the minors. Then he goes to Nashville. Nashville doesn't want him. They ship him off to Arizona, and Arizona he goes from there, and now he's in Minnesota. I mean, the guy is a traveling soldier. He's got a lot of jerseys hanging on the wall at the parents' house, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. Let's move to the Eastern Conference. Not surprised team that's been just awful this year. 
You know, there's a couple teams I can go with. I can go with the Hurricanes. If I kind of knew they were going to be bad, I can go with Philadelphia, who's been struggling, and Toronto. Well, we all know Toronto. They always choke. So that has to be coming. But the team that really has surprised <laughs> being bad is in Columbus. Uh, Columbus was a very good team last year and made playoffs and almost advanced after the first round. But this year they just don't seem to have all the pieces together. Um, granted, they're hosting the All-Star game this year, so maybe that can give them a boost going into the second half of the season. Uh, but Bobrovsky hasn't been as good as he once was. Uh, he's still a great goaltender. Uh, they're just not getting production out of their top line, and, and that's been hurting them all season. Yeah, and I'm and I would agree with you on that one too. I mean, they almost beat the Pittsburgh Penguins in seven games last year. Granted, Mark Andre Fleury did not play his greatest hockey against them, but they still stood a chance. Um, I found that the production that they had with Calvert, with Atkinson, with uh, Dubinsky, with with guys who are really defensive two-way players, um, also offensive. I mean, you know, they really miss those guys playing their top hockey. And I mean, you're right, Bobrovsky being hurt. It does not help them at all. I mean, this guy is a stud. I I think he's one of the best goalies out there. Um, And unfortunately, he got hurt here right before the All-Star break. Would have been nice to see him represent his hometown in Columbus. I feel like that would have put a lot of momentum on him. I'm grateful that Nick Foligno, though, however, is going to be there. And he's been my surprise player at this point this year. Um, 18 goals in his past 30 games. Like, I mean, he's he's on fire. Um, The only thing I'm upset about with Columbus is they really stopped playing that trap game. And that trap game really threw off a lot of teams last year. Year, and I feel like a lot of teams read into that, and they're beating them. And the other thing I think that hurt Columbus at the start of the year was Ryan Johansson's delay on contract talks. I feel like they didn't, they're not getting all the production out of him. Yeah, he's had a couple great games and a couple good point streaks, but I feel like what they had offered him and paid him and what they waited for, they're just not getting that production out of him to be that top-line guy. Um, I mean, they're forking out a lot of money for him, especially being so young. And again, being from Canada, I know how good Ryan Johansson is being from BC. Um, yeah, I just hope to see them turn it around. Definitely, definitely. If I had to pick a surprise player so far in the first half, I'd have to go with one of your uh, conduct boys, uh, Rabada. I mean, he's just completely turned it on. Former Hurricane, by the way, after then we traded him to Arizona, and now he's up there in Vancouver land, and he's been phenomenal for me. He's really put the points on the board. He seems to be gelling very well with his team twins. And, uh, they're getting some great goal play out of Ron Miller, and it kind of sucks. I, as much as I like Ron Miller, I want to see him go down because I really like to see all his young drafts. Denko get a shot to play him in a little bit. So he's a great goalie, and definitely the goalie of y'all's future. Yeah, and after watching, like, you know, as we all know, I'm a pretty diehard Canuck fan, but watching uh, the World Juniors, Demko played quite well for the States. I mean, they relied on him in a lot of big games. Um, he did play completely well, so I'm interested to see how he pans out with the Canucks organization. I think he'll spend a couple years in Utica just with Lack being there and Miller being there and Markstrom still down in the minors. And, I mean, Markstrom's played really well for the comments this year, too. Um, Verbata, Steele, five year, or two years, Five million a year. I mean, the guy's putting up. He's going to put up thirty. To, I think he might score forty goals this year. Um, probably one of the greatest wrist shots I've seen uh, on the team this year. Maybe the best gel with the Sedins. I mean, Burroughs played at the Twins forever, and it seems like he has no chemistry with the Sedins, and it's all Verbata. And I mean, that's the nice thing. Verbata's a shoot first player, and he's not afraid to take those tough angle shots. And 
Uh, yeah, I'd agree that Ryan Miller has been a complete steal. Uh, he's 22 and well, 23 now and uh, 23 and 10. I mean, I didn't expect him to have this good of a season at this point. His GAA is a little high, but I mean, that's what happens when you face 40 shots a night, and that's what he's used to in Buffalo. So, I feel like the last week he went on a little bit of stretch there. He won uh, three games in a row and kept his GAA down to .55. So, I mean, there's not much more you can ask for a guy with two straight shutouts. Um, but yeah, man, we're getting the best bang for our buck right now, and we're playing some good hockey. Bieksa just went out for a little while here, so we'll uh, we'll see how that holds up defensively. I mean, he's nothing special, but he's a good good uh, stay-at-home defenseman, so we'll see. Definitely, and before we start talking about the All-Star game, let's run down the current matchups right now. If it ended today and the playoffs started tomorrow, these would be the matchups in the Western Conference. We'd see uh, Nashville facing Winnipeg, St. Louis uh, facing Chicago, Anaheim facing Calgary, yes, I said Calgary, and San Jose facing Vancouver. In the Eastern Conference, we have Tampa Bay versus Boston, Detroit versus Montreal, the Islanders facing the Capitals, and the Penguins versus the Rangers. So right now, all the teams you expect to see up there uh, right now, uh, one big missing team will be uh, the Kings out in L.A. Uh, They really haven't had a good year. Seems like every year in the regular season they can't score goals, and that's been their downfall again. Quick has not been as good as he normally is in the regular season. But, you know, they're a late-season team. Uh, they really turned on the last couple weeks of the season and make a big run in the playoffs. And a surprise team in the Eastern Conference is sitting just a couple points outside the playoffs right now is the Florida Panthers. Uh, if they keep going the way they're going, they can definitely sneak in. If one of the top teams here in the Eastern Conference uh, struggles a little bit, uh, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how these matchups change uh, the rest of the season. Yeah, and I agree. I really wish in the aspect of I, I am a Luongo fan, him being from Vancouver, it was an unfortunate situation. What happened? Mike Gillis, terrible general manager, but it, it does happen. Um, I would like to see him make the playoffs of Florida. I mean, Florida's a good young team, and I watched them play the Canucks two times this past uh, two weeks, and I mean, he is a fantastic goaltender, and I mean, I'm, I'm glad that they gave him a video tribute and stuff like that, and I mean, they're getting secondary scoring out of guys you would not expect. Like, if you would have told me Nick Bustead have 20 goals at this point, I would have called you a liar. Um, and, you know, they've got, they got a lot of depth. A lot of people don't realize the leadership that they're getting with Boland, with Willie Mitchell, with, uh, you know, that kind of core, and Luongo himself. I mean, he brings playoff experience. He knows what he's got to bring to the table, and he's having the best uh, season career-wise in the past six years. So I, I'm happy to see them succeed, and I wouldn't be surprised if they steal that eighth place. Um, maybe maybe within the last couple of weeks of the season they might pull it off, but uh, I think they have the depth, and I think they can do it. As for the West L.A., well, we'll see what happens at trade deadline. I mean, that happened last year, too. They were sitting at, uh, in 10th place, and they made a trade for Marion Gabrick, and uh, they absolutely turned it on. So, I mean, you can't count L.A. out. They're the defending champs for a reason. Um, if they do make it, I will be surprised, just because I think Quick has been really off. He's, he's He looks tired, and I think he might need that break. Um, but Again, it's L.A. They might make a trade that blows everybody out of the water, and I don't know how they financially keep doing it, but they do it. Definitely, definitely. So let's get into the All-Star game. As you know, the All-Star game is this weekend, Sunday afternoon, 5 o'clock in Columbus. Uh, tonight is the uh, the team draft where Bellino and Dave will uh, pick the players on their team. We'll run down the players real quick. Uh, for your goalies in the All-Star game, you have Corey Crawford, Brian Elliott, Mark Andre Fleury, uh, Luongo, Terry Price, Halak, your forwards are Dennis Gregerson, uh, Patrice Bergeron, Ron Johansson, Tyler Stegen, uh, RNH, 
Hopkins, Isaac Kopitar, Patrick Elias, Tavares, Drew, uh, Philippe Forsberg, Tyler Johnson, Steven Samkos, John Tate, Brian Getzlaff, Ovechkin, of course, Rick Nash, Brian, excuse me, uh, Jakob Borchek, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, Phil Kessel, Rick Nevada, Patrick Kane, Duncan Keith, Frank Steve, Larson, Drew Pagano, all from the Hurricanes, Ryan Suter, Shea Weber, Brent Burns, Chad and Kurt, Bufflin, and Drew Dowdy. We also have the uh, rookies, which only will be in the skill competition besides Forsberg. We have John Cruz, Maurice, uh, Phil Forsberg, Mike Hoffman, John Cruz, and Aaron Eckblatt. Um, is there any players that you uh, got snubbed from the roster? Yeah, Ryan Miller. <laughs> I mean, that's not just me being a biased fan, but how does Brian Elliott make the All-Star game over Ryan Miller? Brian Elliott was on the injured reserve for four weeks. I mean, they had to hire Martin Broder to come back, and, and now Broder's gone because of Elliott. And, I mean, I do I see Broder coming back? No. But, I mean, at the same time, Ryan Miller has been consistent and put a team that was out of playoff contention this year, last year, into playoff contention this year just by being Ryan Miller of old. I mean, he looks more comfortable in there every game. He's more comfortable with his teammates, and I, I don't understand how he did not make the game. Um, that absolutely baffles me, but, uh, you know, maybe the NHL knows something we don't. Definitely. I, I'd say that's definitely a surprise for me. I wouldn't make him a top surprise, but I just said Elliot. If I'm not mistaken, Ryan Miller has many wins, and Elliot has gained so far this year. Um, so that's that, correct. That was definitely one for me, uh, one, not trying to be a homer, but I, I really thought Cam Ward deserved a shot in the All-Star game. I mean, he's been phenomenal for the Hurricanes this year. His uh, state percentage is uh, back at the one of the career numbers. His goals against has been phenomenal under three. It just happened to be placed on a horrible Hurricanes team who went the whole month of October without winning a single game. I think he would have been a definitely good pick over anybody. Uh, that I could see. Uh, also, Paul uh, Posto, I've uh, seen he's been phenomenal out there playing next to uh, That definitely surprised me. Uh, it kind of surprised me a lot that Philippe Forsberg was an alternate, and he didn't get in uh, until Crosby was out with uh, some kind of injury, which I think is a joke. I think he's faking it. He just doesn't want to play. Yeah, he's faking it. I, I mean, he was fine the night before, and then all of a sudden, oh, I, I got an injury, and I'm going to see out a week. Yeah, right. We'll see him back in the first game after the All-Star break. I guarantee it. But uh, I'd say a rookie that I thought deserved to be in the uh, at least the All-Star skills competition over some of the efforts uh, was a uh, young player here in Carolina, Victor Rask. He's uh, been phenomenal out here in Carolina for us. He's been the young guy who's been on our first and second line most of the season uh, with the injuries that we've had so far. And I really thought he deserved a shot in the All-Star skills competition, but unfortunately he didn't make it. Uh, but it, it's going to be a good lot up here. Uh, you know, Chara not in it. It's kind of crazy uh, seeing him not being the all-star game. Uh, of course, it doesn't help that he got hurt for a while. It's pretty crazy. But overall, I mean, it looks like a good lineup. And I feel like Boston got snubbed on that one. I mean, Chara, I just think, I feel like you bring him in just for the skills competition purely because you know he has the hardest shot in the NHL. 
Um, but uh, yeah, no, and I was, I was. There's a couple questionable ones on there for me that I think shouldn't be on there. But I mean, every team needs to be represented, um, and this is how I would have taken it out if I would have been able to make my own All Star lineup. Um, Patrick Eliash. I mean, yeah, like he's, he's great for the game. He's a great ambassador. He's never done anything dirty. He's not a terrible player. He's always been a class act. Um, I'd prefer to have Yarmer in there. Um, I'd like to see Yager be in that lineup uh, instead of Patrick. I think Yager's had a great year. He's broke a lot of records, too. And he looks like he's playing like he's 27 years old, not 43. Um the other ones that I have that I don't think should be on the All-Star team, but again, going back to originally being selected one per team, uh, Eric Johnson's a terrible defenseman. And I mean, I, I watch a lot of Colorado games, and I mean, Columbus on that trade, I feel like, you know, when they got rid of, or St. Louis, sorry, when they got rid of him, um, they dumped a lot of cap. And I mean, Eric Johnson has played some stellar games, but he's a very 50-50 defenseman. Um, I think out of Colorado, Tyson Berry should have been selected. This kid's a stud. I mean, if you watch his game, you're blown away. I mean, he's got filthy mitts for a defenseman. He's really young. He reminds me of a Dowdy potentially with how fast he skates and how well he can control the puck. Um, and then you go to Ottawa, and I mean, I mean, the defense in the East is already pretty good. Um, but Bobby Ryan has had a lackluster season. I mean, he scored the one nice goal on quick at the start of the year there, and I mean, he's only managed 14 goals for a guy who's making six mil a year. I feel like there's been players on the Canucks organization, Yannick Hansen. I mean, he's got. 13 goals why isn't he at the game if we're looking at statistically speaking um but bobby ryan is is the man in ottawa and i guess that's the way they foresee or foresee it i uh i wish that uh eric carlson would have been sent instead of bobby ryan but uh, those kind of things happen and i mean carlson hasn't had a great season i mean anybody in ottawa hasn't had a great season um and i agree with you i think cam ward got snubbed um he's played a lot of great hockey as of late and he's put up some really great numbers on a team that's well for lack of a better term lacklustered i mean they are not a great team uh, i thought you know they would have an okay team it reminded me of a team of uh, a couple of years ago when they had you know uc okanen and and tomo rutu and guys like that who really battled i mean they brought in jordan stall who i thought would be the equivalent to a tomo rutu um and then he broke his leg in preseason and that doesn't help a team at all and semen i mean this guy's been a bust what can you you do about him he's been healthy scratched the year or start of the year and during the year and i mean this guy used to put up 30 goals with the with the capitals i feel like if you would have had that production that uc okanen gave and you were getting that out of semen the capitals might be in the playoffs i mean i love justin falk i think he's a great defenseman um for the canes and i i really enjoy hudobin um and i enjoy ward i mean they're not terrible players by any stretch of the imagination and i feel like there should be a better team than what they're presenting on ice right now Definitely, definitely. Well, I know Eric Johnson's out also, and he got hurt the other night. I don't know if anybody was taking his place, but yeah, the Hurricanes, Alex, I'm talking about Simpson. Good gracious, man. I, this guy is all. I don't think. We can't get rid of him because no one wants to take that ridiculous contract that he has. And we don't want to keep him. He isn't producing, but it's crazy. I mean, the Hurricanes have gone through stretches, you know, going through all of October, not winning a single game. That was tough being a game fan going through that. This part in November and going on a six game win streak. Well, five game win streak and went five oh and one six games and starting to turn things around and then we hit another skid. It's like we can't decide if we want to be good or not. Every time we decide we want to be good, we're like, oh, we're trying to get Connor McDavid, so we gotta start sucking again. You know, and like right now one run to end the 
in the first half of the season. And a lot of that has to do with uh, Kadovin coming in and being phenomenal and getting his first win of the season. Uh, Cam Moore just a little bit uh, there towards the end of the first half. I think uh, that mainly had to see with him getting the ball over played and uh, getting a little tired and afraid to do him good. And, I mean, we got two solid goaltenders uh, here in Carolina, and our defense has been a lot better uh has been in years, uh, but you got defensive players still struggling like Sekra, you know, put up career numbers last year, not doing it this year. Uh, it's free agent after the end of this season. Uh, I know we're trying to work a deal out with him right now, but the Hawks have called over the past couple of weeks, and <clears throat> Rob Francis said they'll hope to bring him back and keep the Hawks back going and bring him back here and keep him in our Hurricanes uniform for a couple of years to come. Uh, but it, yeah. It's frustrating as a fan to watch your team do this. And uh, just ready for next season. I mean, the Hurricanes aren't mathematically eliminated from the playoffs by no means, but they're going to have to keep this run up. up doing 6-2 and two and piling on the win if they want to make a shot. I just don't know if they want to go to the playoffs or not. I know they try to make the record load if they can get one of those top draft picks, but no. Yeah, it, I I definitely agree. I think that the Canes' biggest issue at this at this point of the season is they go on these streaks. They go real hot, they go real cold, real hot, real cold. And I mean, Eric Stahl said it best the other night when I was listening to the Sports Center. He's just like, I, I don't know what to say. I just don't know what to say. One day we're good, one day we're bad. And I mean, I watched the Canes and the Canuck game uh, a couple weeks ago when we shut them out. And I mean, the Canes looked terrible. Like, they looked bad. And I mean, that's not typical Canes hockey. I mean, I remember watching the Canes go on a Stanley Cup run not too long ago. Yes, it was a different team. Yes, they had a great team. But uh, man, I like I know it must be tough to be a fan. I mean, I, it was like being a Canuck fan last year. We were going into the December and we were ten and zero in December. We were in the playoffs and January hit and we lost four, I think four straight games right off the bat. And our playoff chances in that Pacific Division just got crushed. And I mean, we couldn't bounce back. And it was like some games you win, some games you lose. You just don't know what what team's going to be on the ice. Definitely. Well, we got about five minutes left in our lobby. Of course, we can go fifteen minutes over. Uh, so if we have any fans listening to the show, if you hear us cut off, and we'll talk in uh, wait about 10 minutes after the show. Uh, you can listen to the <clears throat> stuff that we said after the show goes off the air. Of course, you can find us on iTunes as well. Let's get to the All-Star game itself. Uh, you know, like I said, we have the fantasy draft tonight, uh, the skills competition tomorrow, and then the game uh, Sunday. I mean, the game, I, I love the skills competition. skills competition is my favorite part of the All-Star weekend. The game itself oh, it means nothing. Players don't care. It's like pick up hockey out there. It's like, oh, the guy gets a hot touch and let's see, watch him get four. I think they really need to revamp the All-Star game. I think they really need to get rid of this stupid fantasy draft. I mean, I love to see the fantasy draft. It's pretty cool. We'll get uh, picked last and everything. But I have to get rid of it. The Eastern and Western Conference. And do what baseball does. Like whoever game gets home, gets home ice and can't wake up. Yeah, I, I feel like that would definitely what they should be doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that will revamp the game a lot. I mean, most of the people, like, I'm looking at Bleacher Report right here, right now, and there's been 1,146 votes, and it says, what is your favorite part of the All-Star Weekend? And right now, the skills competition is whopping everything at 80.6% total margin of the vote, uh, compared to 10.6% of the fantasy draft and 9.1% of the All-Star Game. I mean, the All-Star Game is like 
all, all the great players hockey play, but I mean, it's, it's not a game. No one's no one's hitting anybody. No one's being Jeremy Roenick who doesn't care if it's all star games. He's trying to fix his head off. And so I mean, it's not fun anymore. I mean, the skills competition is my favorite part of it. Yeah, I think the skills competition takes takes the cake on the All Star Weekend. I mean, a lot of guys look forward to it. I get, you know, a lot of guys get to showcase their talents, and I mean, you don't see that out of the norm. I mean, during a game, you'll see them break out maybe a couple times during the year, but you'll never get to see them in that kind of aspect. Um, I think it's the draft is absolute garbage. Um, it's ridiculous. It needs to go. It's a terrible, terrible concept. Um, I used to like the last time I think a game was appealing to me when it was World versus North America, and uh, Danny Heatley had scored something like five goals. Was the last time I think I fully watched an All Star game and was entertained and didn't leave to go get chips or go rake the grass or something like. I mean, the NHL game itself, and I agree, it should be like the like the MLB. I mean, if you get home advantage, guys would try out a lot harder, and I mean, you'd see a lot more competitiveness out of an All-Star game, and that's not what you're getting right now. You're getting watered-down hockey where guys don't care. I mean, it's like watching a couple guys from a beer league go out and play, and, I mean, that's a disgrace to the game where these guys make 4 to $5 million a game, and, I mean, a lot of people will crucify me for that statement, but I do believe in it. Um, yeah, eliminate the mascot game, too. What are they thinking? This is the worst idea I've ever heard of, and I mean, seriously, this is what we're. I get it for the kids; it draws the, the kids, the younger, the younger demographic in. But my lord, are they hurting for things? If that's something, um, I'll just break it down quick because I need to uh, run off soon. But uh, I think the hardest shot competition, Shea Weber wins that hands down. Hardest shot in the NHL. Uh, fastest skater, Patrick Kane. I think the guy has got the, the the sickest foot speed you've ever seen. Look how fast he goes down wings on guys. Um, I, like I said, I think the I think the All Star Game itself has lost the appeal since about 2000 and what was that six or seven? Um, guys just don't care. I mean, if you got the biggest player in the game like Sidney Crosby who's injured, supposedly, and uh, Evgeny Malkin now pulling out allegedly being injured as well. Like I mean, it's it's not doing any favors for the NHL. I mean, these kids want to see their favorite players. And unlike the past where the All-Star Games were bringing the best talent, I feel like they're not. Like I said, the Brian Elliott's, the Eric Johnson's, the Patrick Galioshes, that's not the best talent we have in the league. And it's, it's, they're great guys. They're great players. But they're not the best of their class. And, I mean, that's really, really, for me, lost its appeal. Um, maybe they switch it up to a different format and, and go to the MLB style and maybe people could gain interest that way. Definitely, definitely. Uh, let me give you my predictions. Uh, I think uh, the hardest shot is going to be Shea Weber, of course, without her there. You kind of have to give it to Shea Weber. Uh, I mean, he put putt through nets before. Uh, so I would have to uh, do a sleeper uh, outside of uh, Shea Weber and Dustin Buckland. He's got a great shot. I think he could possibly challenge him. The fact the skater, it all depends on who gets selected. I, I have to go with Stamkos to do this super, super fast. Even with you know coming off breaking his leg a couple of years ago, he's still amazing and really fast. Uh, I think only a person that could possibly uh, come up to him would either be Cliff Forsberg or Nathan Foligno, Nick Foligno himself. I think he puts some stuff in there. Uh, he has a shot at it as well. Um, for the fans, the last player collected. Uh, I, I think it's going to be Patrick Kaliash. I think it really is going to be him. I mean, guys, I don't feel I don't feel like he will be. I feel like a lot of guys respect Aliash. I think the guy who's going last is Bobby Ryan. 
Bobby Bryant. Yeah. I've even heard Zimmister Garrison being last as well, even though he was uh, <laughs> Team Latvia. The highest boots I've ever seen in all star teams. That's definitely gonna be uh, uh fun to watch here and I just look forward to the skills competition and everything. I know you gotta uh, run off the work here, so we're about to end the show. It's been a pleasure having you on and uh here's so many more shows. But check us out on Facebook, uh www.facebook.com backslash D period cardiac period corner uh, for all our show info. Uh, we'll be posting there when our next show will be sometime next week. Uh, starting to break down the second half of the season going on. Of course, you can find us on iTunes, virtually start, break down our podcast. Our uh, podcast will pop up our first thing. Uh, so check us out on there. And uh, if you have any questions, if you'd like to be uh, guests on the show anytime, just hit us up on uh, Facebook. For sure, and I enjoy uh, any commentary or feedback we got from the fans. I mean, this is a great show. It's a great product. Uh, hopefully, we can make it to some radio market very soon, <laughs> and uh, and give people uh, what they want. I mean, I, like I'm from I'm from Canada, but I will tell you that I'm a I'm a Seeker Canes fan. I do like Eric Stahl. He might be my favorite player in the NHL. I've always idolized this game, uh, um, and I'm a very big Cam Ward fan. So let's not that slide. Um, but anyways, yeah, I look forward to talking to you next time, Lee, and uh, we'll see how the second half of the season breaks down. We'll do some predictions next week, and uh, hopefully our fans in Carolina and Canada enjoy the show, and we, uh, we'll be back with more. Definitely, and uh, everybody have a good day. Enjoy the All-Star game, and uh, have a good day at work, Andrew. Thanks, buddy. You too, eh? All right, man. Later.